0: Hello and welcome to our bonus episode, table questions on air. (laughs) Um, We're so excited to be doing this as a part of um, an extension of Empowered Human Academy. We're here with um, our friend and Light teammate and podcast producer, Rebecca Paul. Uh, Rebecca Paul, what are we doing today? Hello, what are we doing?
1: Hi, I wanna take a second. Abe, can you unpack air because it's so good on air. (laughs)
0: on air means on a abe i isaac r rebecca Uh, we're here for it
1: we stand we stand (laughs) um hi y'all this is so fun um what are we doing here so this is an extension companion episode to the conversations um that y'all are having with our guests we i feel like we've like naturally we just kind of like debrief with each other of like oh my god that was such an amazing conversation blah 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 we're obsessed with this person and we were like let's turn this into something and unpack it a little bit more and kind of have a space to like integrate the themes from the conversations like together and also um a place where we will be pulling in one of the table questions from if you have followed along this far, maybe you've seen the little downloadables that we've been creating with the episodes, we will be kind of like unveiling the table question and I'll be like posing it to y'all and we'll like just discuss, take it a little bit deeper from the conversation. So Mm. it's a place to relax, have fun, just hanging out, talking about how much we're obsessed with each guest and just, yeah, a little bit of a deeper dive. So that is table questions and we're
0: stoked about it i'm so excited to next time bring a glass of wine or my green juice or some (laughs)
2: sparkling water it's like we're just hanging out together i'm excited to be digging into the table questions like the the companion content that rebecca's that you've prepared for all of these episodes is so good the Mm -hmm. the the synthesis of the of what happens in the episode content and to be it to to get to be able to talk about this the three of us um i'm really excited about it so thanks for preparing the way here yeah
1: um y'all let's talk about Jing.
2: oh my gosh jing is so cool i want to be
0: her friend
1: (laughs) (laughs) i i like sent this in slack but like i was like 15 minutes in and i was like y'all she is beyond like i was just so it was so cool hearing about I mean, y'all have been following her work for a long time. Like Mm y'all have been obsessed with her, you know, um, all the sauces, everything, Mm -hmm. um, fly by Jing, but like just getting to hear her process behind building Mm -hmm. out such a cool brand was, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was so inspiring to me.
2: Yeah. Incredibly. She, she wrote, um, I think one of the, one of the blog posts that she has on the fly by Jing website, which I recommend everyone go check out is like an extended, um, written, Account of how how she came into herself and how that mm. um, found manifested form as this brand and how the brand is kind of a vehicle for her own uh, mm. exploration and and ownership of her own identity and a like it's really cool whenever someone feels like it's an aligning move to put that kind of thing out into the world like I don't mm. think it's mm. mandatory for anyone's process to to be shared with anyone right but. When it's when it's right for someone to do so, and they take the time to express yeah. that um, for their own sake, and if it works out like as a beacon for anyone else on a, on a parallel journey, I don't know. Super cool. I was it like th- it thrilled me to the core, honestly, to 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 come across that. And Jing, if you're listening to this, thank you so much for joining us for a conversation because it was genuinely a treat to spend an hour like discussing all of this and, and having like the conversation in capital letters. Cause that's kind of how I feel about these. So good.
1: Yeah. I feel like a lot of, to me, one of the themes that like came back like over and over in the conversation was just this idea of like aligning with your inner truth. And mm-hmm. she kind of talked about moments, especially like last year, like where I think, you know, from that article in the New York times kind of whenever her, business really like took off. Mm -hmm. And then she, I loved hearing about just that cycle where she was like, Whoa, 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 what's happening? Wait a second. You know? And like just hearing about the ways that she would take a step back and kind of Mm -hmm. like realign Mm -hmm. and then step back in was so powerful to hear about. Um, Mm -hmm. so on that note of just realignment and aligning with your inner truth, I'm curious, kind of inspired by the whole story of Jane talking about how she went to Sedona and kind of like was unpacking like, who are my spiritual guides, all of that Mm -hmm. coming back to her birth name. I'm curious for y'all. My question for y'all is like, what's a time of realignment, however you want to take that, like Mm -hmm. a moment Mm -hmm. in the road, wherever like you realigned with some sort of inner truth what were the ingredients that you took to kind of like take a step back? What did that realignment process like look like? Because I feel like mm-hmm. because that realignment process is as unique as we are, because whether you're introvert, extro- extrovert, you know, fill in the blank, what we mm-hmm. need to realign is gonna look different. So what has like a moment of realignment look for look like for you? Mm-hmm. And then like, if it feels fun to answer the part two is how did that like realigned self Kind of shift how you interacted with your work
0: Hmm. so that's
1: the that's the question
0: yeah i think the thing that first comes to mind for me is just i mean it's screaming out loud in my head it's like oh coming out as a gay man i mean like my that alignment and speaking of the truth um for me it took took a long time to just fully accept and also um kind of practice uh participating in real life in real time, uh, as this kind of new, full self that I was kind of exploring, not just exploring, but, uh, coming to not coming to terms with either, but yeah, all the things just identifying and grounding myself in. So, um, and that has honestly taken many years, um, after so many years of uh, repression and, um, not identifying with that part of myself. Um, and over the last couple of years specifically, um, even how it's just impacted my life and my work has been slowly kind of changing because um, it you know, from that space I was able to deconstruct my faith that told me that it was bad. Um, also showing up as an artist, um, taking photos of nude men um, and being kind yeah. of tapping into my sexual sexuality and sexual desires in a way that has was healthy for me. And that's still an ongoing process. Um and yeah. but it's been this practice uh kind of like I you know in Jing's conversation she was talking about how like sometimes in the beginning you would retreat back to you know old ways or coping ways coping mechanisms that you know in the past you identified with or participated in mm-hmm. um I think for me it's been this kind of like yeah ebb and flow of like oh I feel really empowered in this and then I'm like ooh like what are my conservative former friends or someone going to think about me when I post a nude guy on my instagram right or my photography instagram um i think yeah it's just kind of always in the forefront of my mind now but also not like i've been out since 2014 2013 and so by now it's like i don't remember a time i mean Mm. i do remember a time but it's just become so normal for me to identify as gay um i mean we were we were the Uh, challenge donors for my alma mater's queer LGBTQ student support fund which helps students uh, who get ostracized by their parents and their community when they come out uh, stripped of the resources and everything so this fund at my university um, helps students get back on their feet and we were like you know the challenge the big donor for this past year Um, and I couldn't imagine myself three years ago doing that out loud Mm. and speaking about it out loud so it's affecting and, and That, you know, that's a part of our work, like philanthropy and and giving back and and kind of also light word, everything that we're doing kind of, um, I'm my embodiment of my sexuality shows up in every single thing that I do now. So it's been definitely an Mm ebb and flow for me, but um,
2: that's the thing that comes to mind first for me. The so you said. And I put putting on like my interviewer hat here. Like you said, it's a part of me now. And that reminds me of something that Jing said in our conversation. Like I asked her about how like this very vulnerable piece of, of like, like her, her name and her identity, like how it felt after coming out, if you will, we didn't use that language then and she mm-hmm. didn't either. But I asked her how she felt about this thing that once felt so vulnerable and so sensitive, and she said, and I'm boiling it down to a single point, it's part of me now. And mm. that idea feels interesting to me. Like the like almost like stepping out onto a onto like a, like a, a limb where your muscles atrophied. Like this is this feels like a vulnerable move, but mm-hmm. then you do it and then it becomes part of your function and you find it coming out in or like you find it useful in, in surprising ways, right? Like you, you gain access to a limb, you develop a new kind of balance and you now you have access to movement that you couldn't think of before because you didn't have that and i'm hearing that what you're saying
0: well and i'm even thinking yeah. about what goes into like the the prep or the lead up to identif- identification in something that you have uh a hard time identifying with right True. like yeah. we were not both you and i were not out for most of our life and i think like that's a whole nother episode to you know kind totally. of talk about what what happens in that space before identifying right like in in jing's case it was that identification in jenny versus mm-hmm. her whole life versus jing right mm-hmm. right and i think for me it was like identifying as a straight christian male versus a gay non-christian male right now you know what i mean yeah um yeah. which is in for two years ago it would have been hard for me to say that mm-hmm. even the whole non-christian thing totally. right totally and now it's just like, oh, it is what it is. And it's actually really beautiful. And I'm exploring what it feels like to be identified in my, mm. in myself.
1: Yeah.
2: For, for me, it's, I'm kind of having difficulty pinning down a single occasion because I feel, I feel, I, I think I feel similar to Jing in this, because we've got the same human design type. Like we're both mm-hmm. um, manifestors with emotional authority, if I remember correctly, but what she was saying mm-hmm. in, the, in the pre-show. Um, which means for me like I'm doing this all the time like I have to I have to back up and I have to get alone and I have to spend time with my emotions and make sure I'm giving them space to almost kind of play out like talk give them space to talk to me um, and unless I do that I have no idea what I'm doing so mm. for me there's like there, there are some big occasions that I could point to um, some things with with like light word that I'm thinking of like we we experimented with with outsourcing our customer support for for locksmith to to an external team. Um, we 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 tried it right. Like there there's a vibe fit with this team, and I always like that's that's a mandatory prerequisite. Like there has to be a vibe fit with anyone before I'll I'll, yeah. I'll work with them. And there was that vibe fit, um, <clears throat> and we tried it. And three months later, like it just wasn't it just wasn't working. Like they're wonderful people and I love them dearly, but like I sat with it and I slept on it. And I made sure I was really sure about what my feelings were on the subject. And then I made a choice and I, I I talked to our team and we were all very aligned in this, but, but that's, that's a, like, that's an example. It's not as earth shattering as coming out, but like, that's an example of, of. Like letting my emotions speak to me. And it really, it really does feel like that. Um, it feels like I, I need, it's like a, it's a it's a core part of my function in this body. Like I, I have to be constantly backing up, getting by myself or getting with a trusted person like Abe to yeah. just sit with my emotions, let them be exactly what they are, not try to pin them into anything. Um, and they've never steered me, wrong is an interesting word to use here. I don't know if I believe in that in this case, but like, I don't know, my emotions will always steer me towards something that's aligned for me and that's as close to right as I think we can get. Or steer yeah. you away from something that isn't right for you. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah. So I think I think my, like to, to bring it down to a single sentence, like my answer is like, I have to do this all the time. And it's not some mm-hmm. like tech, like it's not a technique that I read somewhere that I'm finally applying here that I picked up from someone else. Like it's like for how I'm wired, this has to be a constant process all the time. Because if I'm not listening to and aligning with what my emotions are telling me, um, I've got like nothing to work with. So this is a a constant process for me. And that
0: constant process is, for some people, including myself, is a lot of work versus it might be natural for you. At
2: this point, I think it's natural
0: for you. Yeah, and it's becoming more natural for me the more I I practiced listening Mm -hmm. And listening to who, to what my emotions are telling me, what my mind, my heart, my soul are where it's, where they're guiding me. Um, But I think that's the challenge, right? It's the um, constant uh, practice or, or invitation to, um, to this lifestyle of, Mm -hmm. of alignment, right?
1: Yeah. And kind of, it's cool hearing both of y'all's examples and thanks for sharing those, like where, whether it's like a. You know like to use your word isaac like an earth shattering like you know restructuring of everything sort of alignment mm-hmm. or those daily like let me take a beat what's going on what do i need mm-hmm. to you know step towards or away mm-hmm. from like i feel like both of those whether it's like more of a meta realignment or the more minute mm-hmm. realignments, they both feed into each other and like it fuels Like that, how you're saying that muscle to be able to do that more and more, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so Mm -hmm. it's like, I think it's so beautiful to hear that intersection, like Abe, how you're talking about like you coming out. Which is such an internal process, you know, to get to that place of coming out and but how that's intersecting with your philanthropy and, you know, and like, Isaac, how it's informing your you getting in line with your emotions is informing your business decisions like it's so beautiful just to see how the You know, what we think we're just doing in isolation has like a very Mm -hmm. external impact, you know, whether or not you see it right away, which is so cool Mm -hmm. to like reflect on because you're like, oh, this outward action might not have existed if I never like took a beat to like get to Mm -hmm. know what was going on inside. You know, like Mm they, it's a dance together.
0: Totally. And Jing was talking about that. She was like people who weren't Asian who aren't Asian Mm -hmm. have been messaging me, you know, saying how Mm. it's impacted their life in, in a specific way. Um, so it doesn't necessarily need to be a name or a sexuality. It can be this like, Oh, I like chocolate or like, Oh, I don't want to go to sleep early. Right. It's just this, um, invitation to accepting what is and working with that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, moral of the story if you have not listened to Jean's episode yet go now it's so Mm -hmm. good and just so it's because yeah it's it's so empowering to hear how she was or i found i felt like it was so empowering to hear how she is actively like carving out that path for herself to for alignment and that just gets your Mm -hmm. sparks your imagination to be like oh yeah, what does that mean? What are the ingredients for my own
0: mm-hmm,
1: alignment? Mm-hmm. And what could that look like? Like, yeah. So, anyways, everyone go listen. Not um, to
0: mention, not to mention that they're so fly by Jing. The food and the, and the condiments are so oh yeah. so good. <laughs> okay, we l- that is literally what eat them all the time.
1: Ask, please, okay. I wanted to ask y'all both this. Tell us your tops because I wanted to go on an order, but I was like, I need to. What are like the must the starting top. point? Sauces? Where should people go? What are your recommendations for so anyone gonna, trying to like dabble?
2: <laughs> totally, I'm going to answer this on a very practical level. Buy whatever is in stock because last I checked, some things were sold out. And honestly, it's also good. Um, the the um, uh, I forget what the name of it. But it's, it's it's the it's the red dominant packaging. There's a there's a chili crisp sauce um, that has a bunch of other things in it and some ingredients that are also sold as individual ingredients later. Chili crisp sauce is what we use all the time. My brother and his family use the zhang sauce for everything. It's a little bit sweeter, a little bit less spicy. This is not an ad. I'm just really into all of this. Um, and then also, like they've got a, a pantry, um, like a list of pantry goods, seasonings, um, which are like peppers that they've that they've personally sourced with like individual farms um, in China. And like the sourcing is really good. You can buy these peppers elsewhere, but like if you get them through here, you know they've come from a place that has been like chosen specifically by people who believe in what they're doing. Um, the peppers we cooked with uh, during our Whole Thirty recipes takeover—that was a really good time. Um, we put them on
0: our on our breakfast burritos all the time, and I put them on my. Sweet, mm-hmm. I put them on my sweet green salads every day.
2: So honestly, yeah. buy whatever's in stock. Um, they they uh. make a they sell a trio of like all of their prepared sauces, um, and one of them is a sauce. It's a seasoning that I bake with actually sometimes so get whatever's in stock it's all really really good
1: amazing done and done all of it um okay we're gonna wrap this up but how we're going to end these table question sessions are swapping out some art recommendations so like what we're listening to what we're reading what we're watching fill in the blank just something that's giving us life this week um mm-hmm. i'm selfishly saying that we're doing this because i love art recommendations so this is just an excuse to get ex- recommendations from people that I love. So, um, yeah. What are y'all listening to watching reading? What is, what's a piece of art that's been giving you life recently?
2: I've been really grateful over the last like full calendar year. I think that two of my favorite, um, artists like musicians that I've been following for a really, really long time have, apparently independently maybe their stories are linked i don't know but apparently independently decided that what they should do next is release an album of like really deeply positive uh stuff hopeful stuff like out of a Mm -hmm. place of like aligning with their own selves like each of these artists have, have gone through their own life stories which they've each shared to an extent um they've come away with i mean i hope we get them on the podcast at some point because that'd be freaking cool but they've them being who they are and output of that process has been music and to Mm. be where I'm at in my own journey and to have two of my favorite um like electronic music artists which is one of my favorite like it's a broad genre but one of my favorite genres um to have them uh put out music that feels really aligning and hopeful and positive to me has been just such a big deal so um the first album um is called Good Faith by Madeon. And the second album that just came out is Nurture by Porter Robinson. And both of these just so, uh, I don't know, like so purely positive. I don't know. Like it's, we're all human, right? Like we're, our experience runs the full gamut of emotions and, um, and all of them are important and all of them are so good. And every so often someone that I'm paying attention to expresses something that is like what feels like perfectly aligned with where I'm at and what I need for my next stage of growth. Yeah. And that's what these two albums feel like for me. Um, not to make those albums about me, but like as somebody who appreciates music, I, I feel grateful that um, two of my favorites released something that feels like it's for this part of, you know, yeah. my own growth. So uh, Good Faith, on Nurture by Porter Robinson.
0: I'm a a photographer, and uh, I like following different photography accounts that inspire uh, more creativity in me and uh, kind of encourage me to think about what could be created. Um, And one of the uh, photographers that I've been really enjoying lately is the um, photographer Phil Chester. Phil Chester on um, Instagram um, really love his vibe. Um, it's funny. He photographed a friend of mine who lives in Chicago for their engagement. And also, um, and also, uh, he just photographed, uh, I was a freshman orientation guide in college, uh, for a year and one of the freshmen who was in my group, he's a model now in LA and he photographed him and his wife, fiance, um, as well. So I just saw that and they're just stunning, stunning photos. So go check that out. Um, It's really, really inspiring to uh, look at photos that inspire my creativity and just get me excited about creating more beauty uh, and yeah, for the world.
1: What's the Instagram handle, Phil Chester?
0: Yeah, Phil Chester. Amazing. What about you, Rebecca? What's inspiring you right now?
1: I, uh, you know, I have this thing where i've been like this since high school but i have this um amazing gift for starting like five books at once and then i'm like in the middle of five books but i was like i'm challenging myself to pick just one um for my rec Hmm. but i just i started reading about maybe a third of the way through um it's a book that probably a lot of y'all have already heard is kind of circling around right now it's called minor feelings by kathy park hong um, And she just writes about growing up as a daughter of Korean immigrants. And it's one of Time's 10 best nonfiction books of the year. Mm. It's called Minor Feelings and Asian American Reckoning. Her essays are just so fire. Like she's just talking about how in many ways the AAPI community has like been considered the like model minority in the mm. US and mm. just like what ha- that has looked like for like there's been like this model way to be a minority and she's really just pushing up against that and really giving voice to like the anger underneath that it's so good so highly recommend her writing is like electric like anytime i'm reading it i like feel like my fingers are on fire because her you can just feel the anger that Mm -hmm. is really giving voice to like an experience that yeah it's just really really beautiful writing so i'm that's really amazing. enjoying those essays so highly recommend um and there we go y'all
0: <laughs> on, air, um, on air on air on so, air.
1: thanks for sharing your thoughts with me this was super fun um
2: mm,
0: agreed.
1: and i'm excited to keep on doing this with every episode
0: so
2: yeah, me too come back mm, y'all be so we'll be good. here cheers this yeah i, I really like this, this feels like a really natural, um, I don't know what piece of punctuation I want to use as a metaphor here, but like putting this after, yeah. like having this session feels really good to me, like getting to debrief and and like collectively understand some things in light of the conversation we just had. So good. Thank you, Rebecca. I I feel like it's kind of like the after party. Oh, absolutely.
0: That we all want and desire and like the tea. You know what I mean? (laughs) 1,000%.
1: Like this is, yeah, like we are going to be, Spilling tea, sharing secrets, get, going yeah. there,
2: yeah, you know, whatever.
1: So it's like, yeah, I, for me, it's like the space. It feels space for integration. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's yes, so yes, yes. much information coming at us all the time. Where it's like it, ta- it feels nice to like take a beat and be like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that. Not just stop at like that was a really rad conversation, but actually, how does that like interact with my life?
2: Mm-hmm. And one hundred percent,
1: it really just let it settle in. So this is mm-hmm. dope. I'm glad we're doing it. So.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Hey, awesome.
0: thank you for leading this, Rebecca, and thank you listeners uh, for your amazing uh, contribution via listening and maybe digesting stuff that you're listening um, and implementing into your life. And I hope you are well wherever you're at, and thank you for being with us.
1: We'll see you next week.
0: Cheers. Bye. Bye.